0: Tom, good to see you north of the border here at Knock Hill. We were just saying that the weather forecast looks like it might be good for this weekend, which is uh, good, but you've been up here uh, a week already, haven't you?
1: So I came up on Sunday, yeah. So I I was helping out um, uh, Jacob Hodgkiss in Geneta Juniors. It's the first time he's been to Knock Hill. So yeah, I spent Monday and Tuesday at the circuit with him. Um, Wednesday I spent being a tourist in Edinburgh and then Thursday I was playing golf with uh, with QuickFit so I've had quite a nice week actually it's been, it's been nice but I love coming up to Edinburgh it's one of my, it's probably my favourite city I absolutely are I could, I could spend many and many a day and many an evening here as well so I, I, I enjoy coming up here anyway Fantastic
0: We'll talk about this weekend uh, in a moment because we're heading into the halfway stage uh, of the season and you're not doing too badly you're at the pointy end of the points aren't you which is good but I noticed on social media, and in fact we chatted r- uh, briefly about this at Alton Park, the number of people who are new to the British Touring Car Championship and they listen to the driver interviews and, and you'll talk about how you get, you get the car to rotate and trail brake and engine mapping and all of the, these, these things that go on. I thought it was worth just having a quick, simple explanation of what some of these phrases mean. What does it mean when you talk about getting a car to rotate?
1: So it is literally that. If you were to imagine picking the car up and turning at 90 degrees, and, and it's, it's that um, ability to be able to turn the car into a corner. So just as, a, as, a, as an easy, easy explanation, if you were to have a 90 degree corner, you would want to get that through the nice easy line of a smooth um, outside into your apex and then to back to your outside, so the path of least resistance. And basically what we're trying to do is to literally rotate the car, is to change its direction from one to the other, and how quickly you can get it to initially turn into the corner, is one part, but the rotation tends to happen right in the middle part is tend to how uh, how easy can you get the car to turn. You want to turn it into the corner using the least amount of steering possible. And it literally is turning the car from a zero degree to the corner to turning it, you know, effectively 90 degrees on the exit. And that transitional phase from the zero degrees on entry to the ninety degrees at exit to the corner, how quickly you can literally rotate the car.
0: But, That is different to getting the back end stepping out when you have oversteer.
1: Yeah, so there's a fine line between the two and that's almost the hardest part of car setup is to have a car that, as we'll say, rotates nicely into the corner where the rear is almost overtaking the front without it actually sliding. And that's the last part of the sort of the black magic, the dark art of setting up a a, a front-wheel drive car. It tends not to be so critical on a rear-wheel drive car because where the weight distribution of the car is, they tend to be able to do it naturally. Whereas with a front-wheel drive car, because everything is um, in line, if not slightly in front of the front wheels, we tend to lose front grip before we'll lose rear grip. So from a front-wheel drive car, you'll hear us talk about more rotation and and things like that, much more on a front-wheel drive car, because you have to let the rear do the work. You have to almost allow the rear of the car to almost slide to turn you into the corner. The other one that gets
0: mentioned was trail braking
1: and then actually the two actually fall fall, fall, uh, fall in line. All you're doing is, effectively as a uh, as a racing driver, all you're doing all the time is manipulating the weight of the car because obviously the car is a fairly sizable mass. Um, that If you were to brake hard, naturally all that mass were to go forwards and when you accelerate hard, naturally all that mass goes backwards. But when you're also moving the mass of the car, you're also changing the the sort of the load of the tire so if you were to turn into a corner still on the brakes naturally there's more weight over the front wheels which would push the tires into the floor more which would give you more entry grip effectively that would then also tie in with your rotation so you would trail brake so here is a good example into turn three the third corner at knock hill that little downhill 90 right-hander if you were to come off of the brakes really early you'd effectively unload the front of the car and give yourself understeer because you've taken weight off the front. So, effectively as a racing driver, you're just a weight management tool. You're effectively trying to keep the weight in different places of the car. So yeah, you, you would trail the brakes into the corner and by which you'd mean the closer to the apex you get, you're using less and less and less brake force. So if you were to use 100% brake force at the initial point of braking, as you would then go into the apex, you'd sort of go 90, 80, 50, 20, 10, zero, and you'd release the brake slowly to allow the weight to still be over the front of the car as you turn in. Mm -hmm. And it's just a technique that is developed over years and years and years and years and years. And some people do it with their left foot, some people do it with their right foot there's no right or wrong way to do it it's just a personal preference in how it works
0: best for somebody else. And I guess also then a part of that is how stiff the car is uh, for, for different circuits I mean the difference between say your setup and Ash certainly seems to have a, a car that's like spongy at times.
1: Yeah and it's probably not the best example unfortunately because they're rear wheel drive so with the rear wheel drive car the weight distribution on on the rear wheel drive cars are so much better than what we have you've got to think with a front wheel drive car we have the engine the gearbox and the differential all, all in line with the front wheels, the rear wheel drive cars have the engine behind the front wheels with a gearbox in the middle and a differential at the back so actually from a weight distribution point of view they're a much superior car so they set it up in a very very different way they don't have to support the same weight that we do, we have to support not only the weight of the car but also the cornering abilities whereas for those guys they're not even having to, to, they can just focus on the cornering abilities because they don't actually have to carry any weight because it's all behind the front wheels.
0: We often hear cars coming into the pit lane, and it sounds like the drivers revving the engines. We're going yeah. through, but that's part of the engine management system. I mean, and that that is obviously top secret to every team, but it's it's a way of setting up with presets in the car for how it operates at any given time in a race. So we're allowed to have four different
1: engine maps within um, within the car. Um, with the Swindon, I don't know how if it is for other people. Um, our map four is that sort of the bum 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 that you kind of hear it doing and all we're doing there is cooling the turbo down so with a um, with a turbo engine car you don't ever just want to suddenly turn it off when the turbo's red hot because it will just you know it does a lot of damage to everything so all we're effectively doing is cooling the turbo down it's effectively pulling gas through and pulling air through the turbo to allow it to cool down so then you can turn the engine off um, we then have three other additional engine maps which I won't go into but that can be anything from a, from a, um, a you know, more superior engine map in terms of what they did on ignition and again that tends to be more um, the other cars we, we haven't got the freedom with the with this, with this toker engine to change uh, change ignition timing or anything else like that whereas the Honda guys, the BMW guys have all got the ability to increase that so really we're, we're, we only tend to use a couple of maps at most there's, not, there's nothing really that, that secretive in our maps there could be throttle pedal maps, there could be all sorts of things that people change. Um, But they're all a personal preference to each drive and each team, really.
0: I guess that also applies to the start and launch setup, and whether to do it manually or use an engine map from the launch.
1: Yeah, and everyone, again, has their own way of starting. You know, If you look through the grid over the years, you can see 101 different ways people get the the cars off the line. Some people use an engine map off the start, some people don't use an engine map off the start, people use a line lock, some people don't use a line lock.
0: Oh hang on hang on line lock. Come on, what's that? Line one? lock is
1: supposed to be a bit of your handbrake system okay. that we use. So we can <laughs> lock pressure to either the front or rear wheels depending on where you've got yours set up. So it's almost like a preload. You can always load it on the handbrake and then release release the button and on you go. So yeah, there's there's many different ways that people start. And, and ultimately you find your own niche and your own personal preference. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm not going to tell you mine because mine's top secret. It is
0: obviously top <laughs> secret of course. Fantastic. That answers a lot of questions and, and thank you for that. answered A lot
1: of questions and also now uh, given loads more questions unfortunately. So we so give, if, you, if you don't we, have a
0: very good weekend
1: it's my fault. We give with one hand and take with the other. <laughs>
0: No, but it is interesting. So many people now joining the, the fan base of the BTCC, and we've seen it with people coming back. They were there last weekend, they've seen you many times, but there's new people coming up looking for autographs, and they're getting excited about it because the sponsors are bringing new people, and it's great, isn't it?
1: It's lovely, and, and it's so nice to see people back at the circuits as well. You know, we've, we've, we've massively missed having the fans there. And the only thing we haven't missed is the ability to go to the toilet really quickly, and also use our mobile phones. But um, other, other than that, it's lovely to see everybody back. And um, you're absolutely right. You know, we're always seeing new people coming in, and you know, we're always looking for, for you know new guys and girls that are joining the BTCC as a, as a fans are looking for new drivers to support. And everyone has their own alliance, and it's uh, yeah, it's lovely to see. And, and, and hopefully, we'll um, we'll keep going for
0: many a year to come. We come to Knock Hill for this weekend. Uh, you're sitting second in the championship, just behind Asher, a, a hair's breadth behind him. Um, Very different circuits to Alton Park. The the weather at the moment is a bit changeable, but tomorrow, as we've just been looking, the forecast suggests we might have some sunshine and a a dry track for qualifying. Looking forward to this weekend?
1: I am, yeah. It's a circuit that I actually really enjoy driving, and uh, I'm hoping that that with the weight, um, we might be able to make up a little bit of a deficit by being a bit brave. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think we're going to be looking at pole if I'm honest with, with the weight that we've got in in the car never say never by any means you know, if, if we're quick enough we'll, we'll of course go for it but it's definitely a circuit that favours the rear wheel drive cars we've seen that over the years especially with the traction out of the hairpins and especially with them carrying ballast it's only, uh, it only works better for rear wheel drive cars to carry the ballast it just gives them more traction Whereas for us, we really struggle with it. So it's uh, it's going to be nice to see. Um, like I said, it is a circuit that I really enjoy driving. So it's one that uh, always holds a bit of a special place in my heart.
0: And let's hope for a good clean weekend as well. I think the wind's just about to take the, the awning off the <laughs> garage here, isn't it? I hope for a clean weekend of driving as well. We had some strange incidents, didn't we, at Alton Park with the red flags. And it? it just felt like everybody was a bit overexcited at times. I
1: don't know what it was. Yeah, they seem, I mean, Alton Park doesn't lend itself to... to A lack of incidents unfortunately as does this place so you know we may have a slightly similar to you know similar weekend to we saw at Alton Park um it's a very tight twisty circuit that's difficult to overtake with a lot of cars that are now very quick and some people qualifying out of position so I think we've touched wood it's not going to be as bad but I think we'll have a similar sort of weekend in the sense that it's going to be a few qualifying incidents it's going to be a few race incidents it's going to be some safety cars uh, but that seems to be how touring car works